Hello everybody, today is Saturday, September 9th, 2017. I wanted to record something kind of quick, kind of short. I actually did this as an anchor earlier in the week, but I don't think anybody listened to it. So I'm re-recording and why not post it on SoundCloud where I pay for the monthly subscription anyhow. So I wanted to talk about the photographer Gene Smith. He... Well, let me take that back just a little bit. I read this book in two days this week called Gene Smith's Sink, A Wide Angle View by Sam Stevenson. And this is a biography that took Sam Stevenson decades to write about Gene Smith. So I read this. It's a very short read. It's 200 pages broken up into very short chapters, and they're all kind of like interviews with a different person, so it's an easy read. So I would highly recommend everyone read this, at least if you're interested in photography at all, which, <laughs> you know, if you're not, thank you for listening to this. But um, anyhow, so the book is about Gene Smith. Gene Smith is probably best known for being a photographer with the magazine Life. Now, Life magazine, at one time, it was really, I want to say, the king of photographic essays. Now, my great-grandmother, growing up in upstate New York, can vividly recall when Life kind of became this widely published magazine because at that time, they didn't have the internet. You had no idea what it looked like in Hawaii, in France, in Egypt, in many places. Those are just the popular places, but you would have had no idea what these places looked like if they weren't in your school textbooks, which nine chances out of ten, they weren't. And if they were, it was probably an illustration. So Life Magazine opened up the world opened up the world to everyone in it. It's actually a shame that life isn't regularly published anymore, but of course, you know, there's so much competition with the internet, and it's very hard for anything to stay consistently in print. So Eugene Smith, W. Eugene Smith, was a photojournalist. He worked for Life, and he... He was a very interesting man, as many people are, um, but Gene Smith struggled. He had a lot of inner turmoil within himself. They say he died of everything, though, you know, certain things were listed on his death certificate. So let's talk a little bit. Gene Smith was... Gene Smith was, sorry, this is my first time turning on my Mac in so long. I'm getting all the notifications from iMessage, and I don't know if you guys can hear that, but Gene Smith was born in Wichita, Kansas. His father committed suicide. He had a store that failed, and he shot himself in the stomach, so then Gene Smith and his mother kind of made it together until Gene moved to New York City where he began working for Newsweek. He was a perfectionist, along with many of the things that plagued him internally. This is something that comes out in his photography. His works that were staged, so he shot during World War II, some of the images were staged and he just, you know, there was nothing 
he was relentless and he would stop at nothing to get the perfect image, which is kind of why he was addicted to speed of all the choice drugs. So he gained popularity working during World War II. He shot in the islands. Um, in the 1950s, the most, one of the most vivid photo essays I'll ever think of in my mind when I think of photography. The Country Doctor was published in Life magazine. So this was a doctor out in Colorado who made house calls, of course, because in the 1950s you did that, especially in small town USA. So he documented this doctor, you know, I believe it was stitching up a child's injury. But he did so in such a way that for the rest of the doctor's life, he felt trapped. Literally, those were his exact words. He felt trapped by the person, the perfectionism in the photo essay that Gene Smith had created of him. He felt trapped. He felt like he had to live up to being the doctor that America thought he was because of Life magazine. And that wasn't really a happy existence to live um, that way and kind of become a celebrity. So Gene Smith did that. There was another really famous um, photo essay that he did for life. But I gotta be honest with you guys, it doesn't stand out to me nearly as much as that photo essay. He did another documentation. He documented the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which he was hired by Magnum to shoot this, and the project was only supposed to take him three weeks, but he stayed a whole entire year. So as you can imagine, he was very hard to work with because he would want to portray something in a way that more than three weeks of taking photos in a city would have done. So he took tens of thousands of negatives. Now can you imagine, it's so difficult for me sometimes to even finish 36 exposures on a 35 millimeter roll of film and Gene Smith was able to shoot tens of thousands of negatives. Now that, you know, and imagine one and done and like getting into the scene. You know, I think about the Aperture, excuse me, I think about the Aperture Rochester Project, which is one of my favorite photo series, not just because I'm from upstate New York and not just because Kodak's headquarters is in Rochester, New York, but the way that it was documented, and they actually did only really take two weeks to go into a town. How do you make the connections with the people of a town to be invited into their lives so intimately, but... Gene Smith had that gift. Though he had many, what you could say is issues, he had many issues, he had a gift for being able to become intimate with his subjects and really capture the humanity behind them. So, you know, Magnum didn't work out for Gene Smith, but <laughs> he then, uh, you know, then he started his Jazz Loft project, which is kind of dated from 1957 to 1965. So he had a loft, a very infamous loft on 6th Avenue, where all the jazz musicians at that time would come and play music and, you know, shoot some heroin. But he, Gene Smith, recorded thousands. He made 4,000 recordings 
of what the music was being played, conversations. He would point the microphone out the window and record sounds out the window. He would record broadcasted interviews with the president at the time, whatever was going on on the radio, old songs. He recorded them obsessively, and in this series, he took about 40,000 photographs of, you know, the loft building, the jazz musicians who would come and go, the people who were a part of this scene at the time. So, you know, I mean, I have chills. Like, I have goosebumps right now thinking about Gene Smith, the volume of his work, you know, the idea that it wasn't just like, he wasn't shooting on continuous, guys. You know, we're talking about the 50s and the 60s. We're talking about... Every single shot, he composed, he pressed the shutter, he had to, you know, cock the shutter and forward the film. He might have had to meter differently, so he may have had to change the aperture of the shutter speed between these 40,000 shots. So, you know, I mean, when you just think about the man, he was a perfectionist, he had a lot of issues, you know, he was a drug addict, he was addicted to speed, he would stay up for days on end, printing photos, taking photos, recording things obsessively, whatever else Gene Smith did with his time, but he was just, he put, he took that inner turmoil, those inner demons that so many of us, including myself, are plagued with that prevent us from making work, making photography, making art, whatever you like to call it, prevent us. They trap us within ourselves so that we can't even share the thing that we enjoy the most. Gene Smith took that and he kind of turned it around and he produced work for us it's not glamorous work, the work that he did, the country doctor in Colorado, the war, the jazz loft, you know. This is not glamorous work, but it's the humanity behind it. He had a very famous project in Japan in 1972. How do I say this? So there's this disease, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, so just bear with me. Um, Minamata disease, Minamata disease. So... Eugene Smith went to Japan. At that time, he was married to someone different. You know, there was a lot of turmoil in his personal life. He left his wife and family in the Hudson Valley. He just left them. Just left them there. Just moved to New York City in a loft. And only, I think, twice his daughter tried to reach out to him about, I don't know if she was, like, getting married or uh, maybe something, some big event in her life, and she wrote to him on Christmas or something, and he never even responded. There's not really proof of it. So he just left him, just left him there to go pursue photography and to pursue something more, which, you know, I read this book, and it's not that I wasn't fulfilled by it. This is a phenomenal biography. Sam took decades to interview people in Gene Smith's life and to be able to get this content for the book, but I wish that I could have sat down at any time with Gene Smith and just, you know, I wish that I could have had the chance to pick his brain, you know, especially knowing what I know now. I always knew he was kind of like elusive as a photographer, but, you know, why? Why, Gene Smith? Why? So he documented this horrific disease in Japan, which was the... The cause behind it was pollution. Pollution was 
attacking the uh, fetuses of unborn children. So, you know, he did that. And Gene Smith, what else can I say about him? I mean, there's some interesting things about him. He would write letters to people, 15 pages, single-spaced, people he hardly even knew. I mean, <laughs> you know, he was constantly writing into newspapers and calling into the radio. Uh, even though he was surrounded by so many people, I don't know if he was lonely. I mean, it seemed like he liked the attention, especially of younger photographers who idolized him for his photography. He lived in filth, I guess you could say, um... When he was in the hospital before he died, he asked a neighbor to go and um, feed his cats for him. And, you know, the reports of that was that it was just so filthy that the fat cats were left to fend for themselves. Not that that means anything, but I just, you know, I mean, there was so much more going on with him. But the point is that Gene Smith took all of that inner turmoil and turned it in to one of the best collections of work that we've seen yet as Americans. So I just want to talk a little bit about that because it's heavy on my mind. So this is going to be a short episode. If you listened, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You guys know I love doing this. I love making these podcasts and I'm hoping to make them more regularly. I would like to make an entire podcast about Sally Mann, so I'm going to do that. I might read Hold Still for the second or third time first before I record it, but it's coming soon, so thank you for listening. I look forward to the time we'll spend together in the future, you know, me being able to share maybe short profiles of famous and maybe not so famous photographers as opposed to just strictly doing interviews all the time. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.